podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? It's a beautiful year we have to recap now. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 159. Got it ready beforehand this time. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me are Russ. Oh, fuck. I didn't have anything clever to say. It's just Peter. Hey, you guys, the Golden Globes are different now. They're growing. They're 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 bigger. They're better people for it. And <laughs> Alex? Alex? The Grammys. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. I'm the All... Grammys with my Grammys. <laughs> He's back. He's back. It's <laughs> like he never left, guys. Oh, you like folks. It. There's just movies out there I'm just not seeing every day, and I'm here <laughs> to not talk about them with not all of you. Love you guys. Missed you. Mwah, mwah. I would love it if Alex was on a competing movie podcast and just, like, didn't tell us and just didn't have a part to at this point. Oh, that would be awesome. I would be so funny, and I would be fully supportive of that, Alex. Um, uh, yeah, just give me that free time. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, it is February the 5th of 2024. We have done our Oscar cast. We are one month and five days from the actual Oscars, and it is time to talk about the 10 best movies of the year, as decided by us, which means that it is the only truth that there is, because we scooped everyone else last time on like the Oscar picks because everyone was on strike. So yep. uh, we are now scooping the top 10 movies of the year as well. If you've never listened to us before, let us tell you how we do this. We do it in a round robin style where we do 10, 9, 8, and then we go around and then 7, 6, 5. I forgot how to count backwards there. And we keep going. We get to two. Uh, we do our worst pick of the year. And then we all go through our number ones as we go through. Peter is tallying up the scores on each of the picks that gets made. And at the end of the list, we find out which one had the most amount of points. You get a one for the 10th uh, spot, a 10 for the one spot. That's about it. I don't know. Like, it's, it's so not that so hard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you just listen, but really just listen to us for a while. And that's really all you got to do. And then you'll be like, why am I doing this? And then it'll be fine. But let's get this started from someone we haven't heard from in a while. Russ, you were the first person I introduced today. It was the longest we've heard from you. So can you give us your 10, <laughs> 9, and 8? I fucking knew it. Um, <laughs> I am going to say a little bit about my 10, my 9, and my 8, but I feel like maybe some of these might be on other people's lists, so I won't say too much. But uh, coming in at a strong 10, and I say that because making this list, I could have given you a top 10 with 20 other movies, and it would have looked good. Great Um, Great year. Yes. So that being said, my top, my 10 spot movie of the year is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, This movie just fucking slapped. I'm sorry. It's it's some of the most fun I've had in an animated movie in a really, really long time. It didn't take itself too seriously. It just felt youthful in the right ways. And when Seth Rogen said, like, oh, I want to make a Ninja Turtles movie where they're actually uh, teenagers, I was like, shut up. (laughs) But then he went and 
produced like I feel like one of the seminal takes on a 30 some odd year old franchise, which is completely and utterly commendable. This movie rules. It's probably the movie on my list I've seen the most or second most. It has a a wonderful rewatchability and the voice acting ruled. And I like that this just table set a whole new like generation of Ninja Turtles that we'll get for the next, I don't know, 10 years or so. So really like everything it did. uh, And that is why it makes my 10 spot. Moving right along to number nine. Um, Feels weird. I guess for it to be this low, but Barbie, it feels weird that it's even here. Um, Barbie's good. And it was extremely affecting. It's Greta Gerwig doing what she's done for the last three or four movies. And I like what she does. I think this movie got a decent amount of Oscar love. And I think it could have gotten a little more, but it also could have gotten a little less. I think it was very, very good. I think it was a people don't really realize how hard it is to make. a Yeah, you're making it. A, you're adapting a movie from something, but you're, it's really like a completely original idea. And I think to take an original idea and stuff that inside of something so familiar was an incredibly difficult task that was pulled off very well. So Barbie, I really enjoyed it. That's my number nine. And number eight, uh, another one that, again, feels low, but it's not. That's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I rarely have two animated movies in my top ten. And I I think Ninja Turtles might be a little more fun. But I think there's really... Spider-Man is like... It's just... There's nothing it doesn't do really well. I think what it does... like. Ninja Turtles wouldn't exist without Spider-Man. So this is like the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant situation. <laughs> like this is the Michael Jordan of animated movies. It just does everything better than I've ever seen anything done. It looks so good. And if you've rewatched the original into the Spider-Verse recently, it actually looks not so good in comparison. And it lo- it was great until this one came out. And now it looks like kind of dated, like Toy Story 1 looks compared to Toy Story 4. It is so well done. I think it there's it it maybe it's 10 minutes too long, maybe. But other than that, I think the voice acting, the way it progresses in its plot and the way it just has fun with the animation with the medium that is animation. I think it has awakened a lot of creativity and a lot of copycatting in the business and I don't think that's a bad thing. So my 8 is Spider-Man. Nice. All right. Um, Russ, pick who goes next. Uh, It has actually been a long time since we've heard from this guy. So I'm going to cue up Alex. Oh, thank you so much, Russ. We're we're (laughs) grooving down the charts here. And moving right along. (laughs) Okay, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, All right, yeah. um, I have not gotten the chance to to be on here a while it's a pleasure to be back my number 10 is a little movie uh called showing up ah. uh, yeah i think i'm in the minority of those that really like this film and, and i think again that comes from 
not necessarily being one of the, but being around a lot of, you know, creative people dealing with their own struggles and gosh, even like trying to figure out if you're any good at anything while also supporting each other. It's, it's a, it's a quiet, neat little movie. Um, Kelly Reichardt, who did the first cow, which I really loved, um, did this one. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, it's one that I, I sat with more than I thought it would. Um, reminded me it because probably because it's uh takes place in like i think portland uh reminds me a heck of a lot of bushwick <laughs> uh number nine infinity tool uh brandon cronenberg uh i i think has dethroned his dad um one wow. of the greeks had some something about that um i think that this is an interesting take on like affluence and the dehumanization and hedonism of it it's it's really an interesting gross movie <laughs> um and <laughs> brandon Cronenberg makes that shit that i can't turn away from yeah um, has there been any uncut release of this since the, its theater run when it was a mm -hmm. art movie in theaters no i don't think so but it needs one yeah oh god <laughs> um, and number eight is Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, I, I, I think not much else could be said about this. Uh, we all know what it is. <laughs> and I liked it. Uh, yeah. Definitely took me a second try to get more into this. But uh, that'll be it for me. And we're going to groove right along to Peter. Okay, Adoki. Really keeping up the tradition of Tig's going last. Um, I love it. I mean, we got it. Come on. Yeah, my, yeah, my top ten had some movers and shakers, and it's kind of it's I kind of Marie Kondoed it. It was like thinking of the movie has to bring me joy um, until I get to number seven. Um, <laughs> so sneaking in in a very last day switch, uh, my number ten is Theater Camp. Oh, something seen it. A movie I have now watched twice, and it's uh, it's one of those things that makes the list because um, I have a very deep, like, top almost 40 movies of the year that I think are really fr fantastic. But, like, if you were like, which one are you going to watch right now, I there's a good chance that I would say Theater Camp. Uh, it's delightful. I think it's so damn funny. Uh I love that it's a mockumentary without any talking heads. I will keep saying that again and again. I like that it makes it very narrative, really narrative-centered. Um, all the performances are great. Uh, I'm I'm in the camp of, I st the, uh, pun not intended, of people that still love Jimmy Tatro's bit, one bit. Oh, um, yeah. He's good at, he's better than anybody I've seen in a while at that thing um, he does. Yeah. And I still chuckle thinking about uh, him at the auditions getting really excited when the one kid starts singing Post Malone mm -hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, what a what a delightful film. Uh, get the song stuck in my head all the time. Uh, some really charming kids that I think they do a very good job of making the kids uh, respecting that type of child. Yes. While also kind of lampooning some of their 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 quirks. Um. 
number nine. I I'm I feel like I might be the only one here, but this is a movie that I really, really hooked in with uh, the comedy of, which I, I think it was what at least one review was why you kind of bounce off of it. But I found May December to be a hilarious awkward experience <laughs> and i really i agree with that love that feeling uh, i think i think if you see this movie and you're watching it alone or if you're watching it a person and someone doesn't hook into the comedy of this movie i think it's a bad time <laughs> and i think that some of this festival uh, i've read of some of its early stuff like some people were like hey this movie's real weird i don't really like the tone and other people were like our theater was like lolling the whole time yeah. And I think it's very funny, but with at the same time being like very upsetting. I think it does a very good job of like yeah. this that main character, uh the the Charles, Charles Melton absolutely should have been nominated for an Academy Award. He was really uh, good. How fucked up his life is. Yes. Kind of get yeah. that sadness. And I the conversations that he has with his son is so heartbreaking. Yeah. On the roof. Yep. I oh, yeah. really liked it. And then it's one of those movies that like uh was it last year was like last last shot cinema year? Um where which like 19 movies had like such a good like final moment. I love what this movie does at the very end and like Natalie Portman's like let's no, let's take it again. Let's take it again. Oh, let's that was good. It. Yeah, that was really yeah, good. That was, that and just good. like the you know, the malleability of all other life. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see if anyone else lists it. I, it was like, I think in my mind, really horribly snubbed at the Oscars, only getting a, uh, uh, I think a original screenplay nomination, which is a bummer. Um, as I said before, at number ten, Theater Camp is my like push come to shove. I might say I'm going to watch this, but that's only if um, I watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem ten minutes before. <laughs> I've seen this movie. Three and a half times because I did fall asleep high the last time. Um, but this is immediately became like a movie that just like slowly moved up my list because every single day I'd be like, should I watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. And Ninja, Ninja Mutant Turtles. <laughs> I've been watching you type this in and it is it is like <laughs> fucking the best story yeah, I've ever seen. <laughs> Teenage Ninja Ninja Mutant. I'm like, it's four things. Um uh yeah, it's a movie I love. And as you were saying before, like, yeah, you kind of didn't believe they could do something like this. And then even when the movie's announced with like having like 900 celebrities in it, but I think every single one of them is giving a performance. Yeah. Yes. What really helps. And like, you know, from silly stuff like even Rose Byrne as the crocodile whose name I can't remember, I really loved. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Rudd obviously is Mondo Gecko. Oh, is so great! Light. But but besides it, because they're just all characters and don't really like take over anything. The fact that like the performances that they get out of these four teens oh. um, is in, so so fun. And as someone who's like like the rest of you, the perfect age. I did it again. The perfect age for this franchise. This really was the, oh, my God, I've never – I don't think I've ever really seen them as, like, believable teens. Yep. And even now, being almost 40, I still, like, connected with that in a way that I didn't think that, like, these, like, Gen Alpha 
turtles. <laughs> yeah. The hell they are like I caring about them and not being annoyed with them. Like you would be like a lot of other like cool teen movies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, so Tiggs hit us with a 10, nine, eight. Well, All right. I finally get this in the right order. <laughs> Coming in at number 10 uh, is uh, the la- the latest and final um, uh, from uh, Miyazaki, which is Boy and the Heron. Um, this is a exceedingly beautiful movie that I walked out of kind of thinking like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I think I liked it. Um, and then kind of sort of deep diving into like some of the messaging and like some of the characters and like the exploration of the movie that it was of his life and really started to just like, just like muse on this movie for a long time. It's something that like you, it might, it leaves you and then it comes back and you start thinking about it a lot. Um, It's kind of like, it's like a weirdly like a fungus in that way. And that sometimes you think it's gone and then it comes back and you just can't get it out of your mind for a little while. Um, I I think that especially after something like the wind rises, which I, I I was not a huge fan of. um, I I think that this was like a really great return to form uh, and, and would be a, a proper send off um, uh, for him. uh, If this is indeed his final movie. Um. Coming in at number nine is Oppenheimer, uh, which is, I mean, it's really good. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's been enough said about Oppenheimer that, like, I'm sure we'll talk more about it. The dog loves it. Um, oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, I really like all the science stuff in it. I think it's a, it's a very a pretty movie, and it's fun to watch. Um, and it's also heartbreaking to watch at the same time. Uh, the performances are all astounding. Um, and then coming in at number eight, another return to form of Dream Scenario, which, mm. thank God, Nicolas Cage, you're finally, you know, <laughs> choosing some roles as opposed to just taking roles. Um, I, the, the, you know, there are allegories and metaphors to be had or not had throughout this movie and what it could be saying or might not be saying, or if like everyone misses the point or no one gets the point or everyone's right. doesn't matter. All that matters is that Nicolas Cage destroys this performance and finally gives something that is really, really just an original concept that in, in something that he hasn't, you haven't felt him do this at this level pig was pig was almost there but i feel like this is something that was even like like early 2000s nicholas cage where, yeah. where you, you yeah. felt something different about it yeah pig, pig was stripping him of all of his like weapons right and this this was is weaponizing exactly as opposed to like what was the one the the bearable he's of talent yeah, yeah, we're we're like you could be like, oh, this could be something, but it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. It, um, it should have been a lot better. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mandy is, is is similar to Pig in a lot of ways. I think where yes. like he's he's stripped of it because he's trying to play that straighter role and like kind of but gets thrown into crazy situations and then eventually gets there, so it builds to it. This it just starts and keeps going and just keeps flipping back and forth between it, and it's fantastic. Um. 
Yeah, I I I really enjoyed a uh, troop scenario. And with that, now I'm going to send it to Alex to see what Alex's next oh, three are. Wonderful. Um, my next uh, number seven. The more I think about it, maybe it should have been higher. I don't know. Uh, it's that's going to be talk to me, baby. Nice. Uh, uh. This is one that I saw probably three the most out of anything um no not the most but what one of the most uh out of anything and i just really enjoyed it i thought it was a pretty good simple paranoia paranormal horror effect and uh it's fun just watching teens just be fucking idiots yeah (laughs) bad shit upon themselves Yep. And you just you watch this and you're just like watch that montage of them all like using with that song. Oh, that's like one of that is a really, really fun good sequence. Yeah. And then when you have kind of the 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 flip of the uh and things start going poorly, and you just kind of want to be like, Well, you fucked around and found out. Um really fucking good i think you can debate the ending i think the ending can be one of those things where you can say like oh fuck you and i roll um or but yeah that makes sense um yeah but i really liked it uh it's up there for me and number six is gonna be poor things uh you know my you know my boy yorgos had to be on here somewhere (laughs) um this is a movie that I think love it or hate it, and I've talked to both sides uh, quite a lot. Um, this really, everyone kind of has opinion on this, and I think that it's a really interesting take on the way that we both infantilize, sexualize all these things, do all these things to women, and. Um, there's really no way of uh, them winning. You can debate, of course, uh, was a man the right person to tell that story? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Um, but I think that regardless, um, this movie made me laugh. It made me cringe. Um, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And number five, uh, <laughs> we go for, I'm realizing the, Fuck, I'm probably problematic for putting these two back to back. Uh, but I'm gonna give it to Barbie. <laughs> oh, no, boy. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, this one's higher, so you're you're not as toxic as I'm gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Barbie is really, really fun and well done. And I think that they they did kind of the unthinkable in this, and they turned Barbie from a feminist enemy to a feminist icon in many ways. Yeah. Um, and I think a really, really clever way. Um, I think that everyone in this movie is just so much fun. I think the musical numbers are fun. I think that like, it's, um, it's a really good time with a really good message. I, I can honestly say like, I, it's a movie that I recommend everyone from like my, parents to my nephews seeing um yeah it's it's a pretty basic 
uh, feminist message, but I think a, a still an important one. Um, so I'm going to shove it on over to Russell. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so coming in at number seven uh, is American Fiction. Uh, this movie's real funny. Um, for Cord Jefferson, uh, you know, a guy that's written on a lot of, I feel like, late night shows and like Jesus and Miro, he sort of, or he's been a guest on Jesus and Miro and stuff. But like a guy who's written a lot of TV to just kind of go out there and write and direct a banger of a movie that's hilarious and reminds me of how funny Jeffrey Wright can be when you give him good shit to be funny with. Um, this movie, it it's, I don't know, it's just so hilarious. And I can watch white people embarrass themselves without realizing they're embarrassing themselves all day long till the <laughs> end of time. What? And I you think, oh, uh, so much, <laughs> so much. And I think having like people like Adam Brody and Miriam Shore as like, the most annoying kind of white people were perfect casting. Uh, Love the movie. Fun to look at. Um, Really just, just funny. My theater was laughing out loud at everything. And then some people were laughing harder than others. And then I was watching the white people laugh at things, trying to show (laughs) that they know that it's, Oh, it's just so much can be gained from seeing this movie in a theater. It's still out. Go do it, please. It was very funny. Uh, so then my number six is going to be a movie that I'm fairly certain will be on everybody's list. And that is the holdovers. Uh, it, it's just good. Um, it, it, it's one of those movies that while I haven't seen it a bajillion times, this, this is probably safely ensconced and going to be one of those holiday ish movies that you just fire up every year. Like not, it's not a Christmas movie necessarily, but I do think it is a like between Thanksgiving and Christmas movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Dominic Sessa gives an awesome performance for some guy we don't know from shit. And Paul Giamatti, if this year, did, I, I just feel like, I'm happy to see that he's back. He's he's maybe not doing billions anymore because that's over. And he's willing to do these like meaty character, big character uh, leading performances. I think this is his wheelhouse. I think um, him and Alexander Payne clearly work well together. And uh, Divine Joy Randolph, I knew minutes into that movie, I was like, she won Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. I can, you can just feel it. Um, great movie across the board. Um, but she hasn't won yet, but I think she will. Um, and then lastly, as my five, uh, theater camp. When I said (laughs) there were two movies I watched more than any other movie, when I thought it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I had to correct myself because it was in fact theater camp. I have seen this movie too many times. It is... It's I think this is one that's kind of if you really liked Wet Hot American Summer and wish there was more about that, that group of people doing the play and none of the other nonsense. This is for you. Okay, All right. You just sold that movie. 
I'll vlog uh, about that later. It's very, very good. And it, it again, it, it doesn't do the documentary thing in a really annoying way, like Peter mentioned. It's just full of people you like um, doing cool, funny shit. And I think that uh, Molly Gordon and Io Adebari and all of these people, like, I'm so happy to see that they're getting movies made now. And it's a lot easier for them to kind of make things because I feel like if they can all kind of stick together, like this loose conglomerate of people, we're going to have like, I don't know, 20 good years of, of stuff coming out. I'm shocked Rachel Sennett wasn't in this movie, but it's yeah. really, really, really fun. Um, and I, it's probably, it's not my, it's not my best movie of the year, but it's probably going to be the most watched movie of the year. Uh, for me, even this year, loved it. So, uh, because I don't like to do the same thing, Tiggs, give me your seven, six, five. Nice. All right. Coming in at number seven is Godzilla minus one. Um, this is the one that got away. I didn't see it, you guys, and it's pissing me off. It's so good. Um, it's the other end of like the where Shin Godzilla was like, you know, rubber suit, crazy, weird, funny. Uh, this is taking itself like a proper Godzilla movie and telling like a pretty like a good story about a kamikaze bomber or bomber who couldn't like who wouldn't do it. Uh, and then goes back to his town and everyone is blaming him for not doing it. Uh, and, and the shambles that his town is in at this point. And, and it's just, it's. It's deeper than I really thought a Godzilla movie was going to be, and it's really well done, and you can catch it now as Godzilla minus one minus color uh, in theaters uh, right now, I believe. So, which I'm probably, I really want to get out to and see it in black and white. I think that's really cool. Um, number six is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, this movie is a delight. This movie is so much fun. This movie is getting copy and pasted so Peter doesn't have to write it all out again. Um, <laughs> this movie has the performance from Jackie Chan that I wanted this year. Uh, that was not the the one that he did with John Cena and just gives you like it. All the kids are funny. Ice Cube is great. All of the main performers are great. Uh, Jackie Chan just gives this, this dumb, fun performance that you would expect from like a goofy performance of Jackie Chan um loved it like this is uh, it's so easy to watch it's so easy to watch this throw on the background um and number five is american fiction uh which is a hilarious movie it is fantastic jeffrey wright is amazing in this movie and in a, a year where there weren't so many great best actor nominations available he would easily take it home um <clears throat> But there is just so much competition this year. Um, I am waiting to watch this movie again. I, I, I can't wait for it to actually get released. I think it's going to be coming out and hopefully like maybe this week or next week. Digital I, I release, really want to I believe, is tomorrow. Nice. OK, great. So should be able to find it tonight then. Um, I might check once I send it over. Uh, I'm going to send it over right now. See it. Yeah, it's great. Peter. Give us your next uh, three. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay, okay, okay. 10987. As I said, I promised a bummer. 
this is where I have the zone of interest. Mm. Um, real feel bad movie of the year type stuff, but only just because of like the construction of this movie and the the art of this movie, the 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 sound, the production design, the cinematography is just unnerving to your core. Yes. It is not a comfortable experience in any way, shape, or form, and yet, like, everything on screen looks pretty chill. <laughs> um, but, like, the, 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 just the flippantness of, like, the, the hate speak that just, like, comes out of some people, some of the characters' voices in the middle of just another conversation, that's not, like, the point of the scene at all. It's just, it's so successful, capital S, of a movie, that it's, like... I, I know it has to be on my list. Um, I just I, I had such a hard time placing it um, because I, I it's like I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> um, and sometimes I don't even want to think about it. But that's kind of also the point. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I knew 10 minutes and I was like, all right, I, I get it. I, get, yeah. I, I would re I would really love to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel that 1,000%. Uh, my number six is Asteroid City. I was uh, delighted by this movie in theaters. Um, I felt like I was... I put something in the wrong spot. Um, yeah, Asteroid City. Uh, Wes Anderson's back, baby. Um, I still continue to be the biggest Wes Anderson fan that also one of my least favorite movies by him is The Grand Budapest Hotel, um, which is odd just because it's his most successful. But this movie, I, I think it's a perfect blend of his silliness, but with like even going further in terms of like the point of the movie. I think he, he went very silly with visuals, especially in um, Grand Budapest. But I think the fact that this is like, kind of plotless in this weird way, even though it feels like it's so like drenched with plot and character and it is just a weird ride. And like, as, as they, they say again and again, you can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. Um, and it really, really worked on me. The it's Jason Schwartzman's best performance of his career in the middle of a year of incredible performances. Um, he being like outstanding in across the spider verse. But yeah, well, one, probably my favorite West since Moonrise. Mm. And then my next is where I have Oppenheimer, a movie that uh, kept bouncing around my list. And especially and now at this point landing here because I, I saw it twice and it feels like I could watch it several more times again, even with its length. It, it feels like such a brisk watch. The amount of information they get through, the amount of like story they get through. I've heard it described by some people that it's like watching a three hour long trailer and that's fine. Like the, the, the speed in which they go and like the, the feeling that it keeps with you throughout it all. I, it's just, it's the, it's the movie I keep thinking about different scenes from and try and then realizing, Oh, I want I'm trying to figure out whatever, what happens in like the scene before the scene after, because like, you know, it's such a quick movie that I, I desperately want to see it more. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my seven six five. I'm gonna throw it to 
Russ. Okie dokie. Um, okay, so my four is um, I only had room for, I get no, I had room for a lot of sad movies, but this is probably, for me, one of the sadder movies I've seen probably maybe ever, and that's All of Us Strangers. It um, It's a movie by Andrew Hay, who I haven't seen any of the movies he's made, but I was the only person who watched HBO's Looking the show about the gay men hanging out in San Francisco in the, you know, early aughts. It was great. Um, but I think Andrew Scott delivered. Well, he's been pulling off performances of a lifetime, I feel like, in anything he's done over the last 10 years. And what he what he does as the protagonist in this movie, um, you know, with it, it just it and mostly having conversations is really really impressive i think there there's so much about this movie that it's good to just not know going into it uh so it's really hard to say a lot about it because i feel like the trailer doesn't give a lot away and the less you know the better uh but it is a it's a real gut punch of a movie and paul mescal he's another guy who will i feel like he's gonna be once gladiator 2 comes out and that puts him in proper a-list territory he'll be a dude who's showing up uh as one of these young guys that can do everything for a really long time all the strangers is fabulous it will make you cry a lot um so see it in a good mood i guess i don't know um so that's my number four my number three is one of the other movies that'll make you feel a lot of feelings more than you want to probably uh Past Lives. I think that Past Lives is a, just a, a a really well done movie that isn't necessarily a sliding doors type thing where you're seeing another life, but it's kind of showing you what that other what it's almost somebody kind of having their sliding door and going and seeing what their life would have been like. But now they're living that life. I don't know. It's just really, really beautiful. I think Greta Lee gave a phenomenal performance uh, that I can't recall at the moment if it was nominated. I don't think it was. It's not, sadly. Yeah. This this movie, I feel like everybody loved, but it, then it, when it came time to like give it its accolades, is it getting nearly enough, uh, in my opinion? Part of me thinks that might have been because it came out in June and no one remembers it. But... I think it was uh, so good. And dude from First Cow, John Magaro, he's becoming uh, a real that guy who when I when I see him in something, I care about it a little bit more, even uh, showing up. Once you see him, I'm like, all right, he's here. That'll 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 keep my attention. I think he's such an interesting actor. but I loved this movie. I wish more people saw it because I think it'd get a little more love than it did. And then, uh, holy shit, we're already at two. Um, my two, uh, we've heard about it already. I liked it a little more, it seems. And that is Poor Things. Unfortunately, uh, the movie about creating women in the same way as Barbie that was written and directed by a man I have higher than the one that was written and directed by a woman. That is a huge problem, but 
I just think Poor Things was real, real good. I laughed a lot. I thought uh, they made Mark Ruffalo's a guy I don't care about at all. And I get that he's good enough, but nothing he ever really does moves the needle for me. And I thought he was fantastic in this movie. I thought it was just so beautiful to look at. I loved whatever this world was. And I think Emma Stone, I think I mentioned it on the pod, on la, on the Oscar cast, but I think she was the best actress of this year by virtue of who was nominated. I think it should be her. Um, she gave a performance I didn't know she really had in her to the extent that I believed uh, in who this Bella Baxter person was. I love this movie. I love it so much. It's super weird. I'm I if you don't like it, I kind of get why. But that's my two. And I'm going to throw it back to Alex. Oh, hey there. Uh, my number four is uh, one that I think I liked more than the most of y'all is uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, the first time I saw this, uh, I thought it was really good. Um, but the ending kind of let me down a little bit. Then I watched it again, um, and it all clicked for me a little bit more. Um, this is a really fun, just jaw-droppingly animated movie. Um, I think the addition of folks like uh, Andy Samberg, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> uh, there's just all this this dumb Spider-Man 90s bullshit. You even get Swiss Miss from the musical in the background of this. Uh, which I always forget that I saw. Um but yeah, it's uh this movie is just it's fantastic. It's I think it's already a shoe in for best animated. Um but yeah, uh loved it. Uh number three, Anatomy of a Fall. Um, this is one that I didn't really know anything about going into it. Um, and I was just mesmerized. I think that there's I questioned everything while watching this in a really really great way and um it's not like you know it's it's not really a who done it it's more of an if they done did it and it's just it's 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 really good um and number 2 the holdovers. I think that this is this is one of those like evergreen movies that could have come out at any time. Um, this is just it's weirdly cozy some in some ways. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but it's just it's so good. Like I, it felt like it, it felt like a movie I would have like watched in film class in like senior year of high school that would like got me into movies totally like th yeah. th this it's just it's really um it's really well done and, and like you said um i forget her name for uh, best supporting divine uh yeah divine sorry yes um 100 deserves it uh give her all the awards right now 
<laughs> yeah. This, um, the movie's like, it's like a hot chocolate with booze in it. Like, it's just like a really yeah. nice, warm, nice. comfy, cozy, like, oh, such a good drink of a movie. I, and, and going from like some like, you know, there's so many movies this year that are just like intense and bummers. And yeah. uh, this is one that I, I think is, you know, it has its bummer moments and all that, and and it's it's tough times. But I, yeah, I could watch I I could watch this with someone's dad right now. Uh, all right, I'm gonna move this uh this along to uh, Tiggs. All righty, uh, coming in at number what are we at? Five, four, nope, four, four, number four. I was I was honestly expecting this to be on. More people's lists. So far, it's been on zero. Um, but I had a blast watching this movie that was a million times better than it had any right being. And that was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Which is a movie I have seen the second most of all of the movies on my list. We'll get to the, the one that I've seen the most soon. But um, just a well done D&D movie. Uh, that that takes itself like just seriously enough in the rules, um, but that the characters are just like watching a bunch of people play a bunch of your friends play D and D in a world that is well realized w- with some like fantastically funny performances throughout the movie. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I highly recommend that anybody go and see it because it's just. It's great. In in a year with both uh, that movie and Baldur's Gate three, yep. like D and D fans are are eating well. Uh, because... Big year for D and D. Big yeah. year for D and D. I'm very happy about that. Very happy. Um, oddly enough, number three, Baldur's Gate three. Um, the movie. <laughs> no. Um, number three is Past Lives. Is just such a phenomenal movie. Um performance it's a quiet movie it's a movie that you don't like you kind of come out of it saying like was that sad people it seems like it was sad but i'm not sure if it was really sad and you kind of and you think about it for a while you're like she was sad but was she actually sad it's just it's Mm -hmm. a movie that is it is a travesty that none of the people got nominated for performances in this movie that was they gets nominated for best picture and has three of the best performances that make it the best pick i've nominated for best picture and yet no one gets nominated for a performance in this movie um watch it just it, it's quiet but it's it's so fantastic um number two sometimes alexander payne hits really hard and just and i just like i am on the same wavelength as alexander payne much like nebraska um yeah yeah the holdovers it's this it's the movie i've seen the most this year um i i watched it and then like ever, as anybody was ever wanted to watch a movie i was like oh let's watch the holdovers it was great that's what um it's funny it's heartbreaking it's it's everything that you really want it, it's got just such a good style to it um it, it's well acted throughout Everybody in it is fantastic. Um, it, it's 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 like a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. I think that the 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 statement you made uh, Russ about you know sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, perfect time to watch this. 
it, oh, yeah. it gets you in the it gets you in the mood for it, it gets you in the spirit for it. Um, what a great ending to to the movie as well. Um, another one where you're just like, is this sad? No, this is happy. Well, that's kind of sad, but like, no, it's it's actually it's happy. It's it's funny. Um, I, I watched it most recently with my parents, and I didn't know how they were going to take it, but like my mom was laughing hysterically throughout. And I was like, all right, I guess I guess good. chose the right one on this one. Um, just really, really excellent. Uh, and now passing it over to Peter for 432. Yeah. So quick uh, for me at number four is Past Lives, which you've heard a bunch about, about already. And as you said, it's it's not exactly a sliding doors movie. Um, and it's not, I mean, I think it's, Almost as much of like a, as you said, like Greta Lee gets to meet herself just as yeah. much as this person from her from her past. She gets to, she truly gets to almost hang out with a different version of her um, in this really beautiful way. I was shocked watching this. Um, I've only seen it once so far. I own it now. I just haven't. We, we just I haven't found the time to like sit and really appreciate it again yet. Um been too busy watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> and I was shocked at the construction, like how much time we spend before the final New York segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the that first 12 years later jump oh, yeah. when they reconnect online, I thought was fantastic. Um, it, 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 very real for like that time. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, my number three, I'm going to wait to type out later because it's going to be a while with some punctuation. <laughs> my biggest surprise of the year, uh, is how fucking much I enjoyed Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Mm, nice. This movie, nice. I, 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 I don't know if you could have designed a movie that would, at face value, be less for me. <laughs> um, but somehow this movie was such a fun theater experience. I absolutely loved it. Having knowing nothing about the book or honestly a lot about menstrual cycles. Um, <laughs> it's I had such a good time and it just makes sense. Like I it's from the writer director of Edge of 17 and I want them to make so many more movies. I love what they do. Um, I, I, same thing performances in this. It's a bummer that no one gets recognized. It's a it was a wild year, but you could see Kathy Bates and Rachel McAdams fighting over a Best Supporting Actress. Rachel McAdams, I think, gives one of her best performances in this movie. It's really beautiful scenes between her and her daughter. Um, and, yeah, I, I can't exactly explain how Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret hits this high for me, but here it is. Nice, nice. Um, and as I said, I'll type that out later. Um, and then my number two is Poor Things, a movie I was very excited for. Uh, really pumped to go see, not knowing a whole lot about it as, as I've stayed away from any information. So like the whole very much Frankenstein plot of it was was news yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, so I completely fell for it, um, just really deep into the story it's telling. And then, especially from the beginning, wasn't expecting it to also look gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, stylistic. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, amazing. Yeah. What's when they get to Lisbon and it opens up to all that color and the sets that he makes? I was I was blown away. Um, and I yeah I I don't I, it's it's a tough movie to talk about. 
just in terms of like trying to explain <laughs> what like what the feelings of watching it are. Um, because like you know every single new segment that started, I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't ruin it, and then I ended up loving. Yeah, especially the end uh, with uh, Chris Abbott, who finally comes into the movie. I forgot he was even in it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, and I love that. I've heard that being a major complaint for a lot of people, but I think it gives Bella way more agency that she had even before when it felt like the movie was about to end. Yes. Absolutely. And way more uh, almost like informed decision about what she wants to do. And I love the ending that this drives for her after all that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you guys want we'll talk about some worst of the years and then if, if do you, do we want to wait until the number ones to maybe comment on some stuff that didn't make our lists? Yeah, we'll do we'll do our honorable mentions after the number ones. Um, but let's jump into some worst of the years. I've got uh, a couple here, but uh, I want to send it over. Russ, you got any worst of the years that you want? to I've make? got four worsts of the year and. Okay. Two of them will definitely be repeats, I'm sure. Uh, Ant Man three, uh, the Flash. Yeah, that's bad. Expend four bulls. That's bad. And strays. That that's yep. That's sure. Uh, like strays is one of the first uh, Lord Miller uh, produ- produced movies to just be an absolute piece of shit. Agreed. It, it doesn't. It's just, and like it's from the direct. Now I don't know how much the director was responsible for Barb and Star being as good as it was, but I was like, it's Lord and Miller, the director of Barb and Star. This should work. It should be better than what I'm seeing in the trailers. And unfortunately, the trailers were so much kinder to this movie than the movie was itself. Oof, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw those trailers, and if it's worse than that. It's way worse. Yeah, it's way worse. It's way worse. Um, uh, Alex, give us a couple that you, if you've got anything to nominate uh, for a worse movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I know one that I saw is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, but I've got it. It's so bad. It's it's watch it. You know what? Absolutely watch All right. it. All right, top ten. That, that, that that's a that's a so bad that it's not necessarily always good, uh, but like the 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 relationships in this movie you're just like i it very uncomfortable oh <laughs> the, 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 the more believable than the couples a lot of times are like the as couples are like the familiar ones and they're just like why am i go away everybody kind of um it's bad david duchovny is I, to say he'd be phoning it in would be too much credit. You insult the phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Fucking go watch this. It's on. It's on Paramount Plus. I think. All right. Um. All just right. Like, Anything. <laughs> uh. Just as you say. Uh. That. That's probably. You know what? I. I really didn't see that much. That was bad. I kind of tried to pick and choose good stuff. Yeah. Smart. Smart. <laughs> smart decision, Alex. Um. Although I want to see the shit out of Argyle, right, guys? Like I, oh, I, that I'm debating. Let's see when this ends. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 all right, Pete, what, what do you got for some worsts? You got to come off mute to tell us, though. 
Um, so this past year was so good that it made me like upset about going to the movies this last month. <laughs> I haven't granted I had COVID for a week, but I finally got out and saw the beekeeper the other day. Um, because especially with like the fact that I was like, I'd have to go out to the theater and see something that's not supposed to be that great. And the Argyle trailer would play and I would have to kind of ignore it. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, but I, I'll figure out if I'm going to see that movie, uh, stuff that hasn't been said. I want to dunk on like shitty straight to streaming stuff like quasi. Yes. Um, Oh Yeah. Or Tom DeLonge's Monsters of California. That was what I was waiting to hear. <laughs> Wait, did, did no one saw Rebel Moon? Or Five Nights oh, at I Freddy's? Saw Rebel Moon. I that wasn't going to do it to myself. I'm good at um, Rebel Moon when the second part is out. <laughs> the first, Rebel Moon is it is not even a full movie. It's Wait, it's bad. Yeah. Tiggs, did you see my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3? Because I did actually watch of that. Of course I did. It is not um, good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's bad. It's bad. Um, yeah. I don't know if we should be insulted. Maybe. Oh, I'm, I think we should be, but like, it's, but like, you know, I feel like I couldn't nominate it for worst movie. Just <laughs> like we're not allowed to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did anybody see that new house party? No, I, I, I did not. Very I thought high, about it. and I saw the first. 20 to 30 minutes of it and then i fell asleep uh, that's, see, <laughs> and there was I, I nothing in the first 25 30 minutes that was even like a little bit funny and, and anybody see the new white man can't jump i wasn't gonna do it to myself yeah that was that 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 good we, we already had a like there's no reason for that um some other stuff uh the retirement plan yeah it was somehow got in theaters was terrible um Shazam Fury of the Gods. I can't remember if anyone said that yet. Oh, I did oh, that. Was one. That. that was pretty dumb. That and was then, dude, that, that was movie dumb. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Which would, might be in my running for worst. Um, I, it would be like really that and Flash together. But then something I would nominate just because it's such a bummer that I would even be thinking about this in the running. So I have to say it Ooh. because it deserves it deserves shame for being okay. bad is uh, okay. Fast X. Yeah. yeah. The fact that that movie's like anywhere close to the bottom means you have to say it. I know. It's I, I didn't want to say it. Uh, Momo does give a really good performance in the movie. Like, but, but it, that's it, about it. Yeah, it, the movie's too fucking long. Here's the thing. Like it. I in retrospect, it has fallen down the list of of fast movies by virtue of the fact that like, I won't even really put it on for selected scenes or look at this, no. look at these toys crashing into each other. But I've done that with F9. Yeah. I, I think it is the only fast movie that I haven't like rewatched. I won't it. Cause it's yeah. not, there's not a lot there. It's long as fuck. Yeah. They get John Cena, right. But just to kill him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, exactly. You, I don't think I can tell you what happens in between the bomb chase in Rome and then Dom at the dam at the end. Um, Is that not the same scene? Is that where that scene ends? The movie's also really choppy. They broke. Oh, they broke up the family. So now I, I, this they did that in F9 too. I'm like, yeah, this works better when 
you can maybe have like an A team and a B team doing something. Right. And you can maybe get away with one person on a C plot. But this movie had like an A through H plot. There's so many plots and none of it just wasn't good. You can't break them apart that much and expect us to care. It also makes the movie feel choppy as fuck. Um, they better get it right for this next one. Yeah. We'll or see. I'll we'll stop see. watching them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, anything else, Peter? As I said, the rest of them are all like straight to streaming stuff, so it's not. Yeah. There's no reason to dunk on them. Um. Yeah. All right. I want to throw I like out that so you're, I, you're uh you're being nice to them. Yeah. I, truly, the worst movie I saw this year was the uh, Broken Lizards Quasi. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even. Nope. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, I would say so. Uh, I've got a list here. Um, Strays, I do think, is probably the worst of the year um, for for all the reasons that Russ said, and, then, and that it's basically unwatchable. Um, I want to throw a book club the next chapter, uh, which was uh, awful. No, good movie. <laughs> mm, nope. Uh-uh. Um, it, okay. it made eighty for Brady look like Oppenheimer, so I'm not going to <laughs> go any further. Uh, Monsters of California for sure. Um, Insidious, The Red Door, which was unnecessary and dumb. Uh, and then the one other one that I wanted to mention here. So when I was when I was trying to put this together, uh, I was looking through my letterbox to see some like low scores. Um, and I was scrolling through and I saw I gave like a, a pretty low score to The Boogeyman. And I, I stared at it and it was of, of all the movies, I was like, I don't remember anything about this movie. Like how what? Did I see this like this? I mean, it's on here. I, I obviously saw it. Let me let me read my <laughs> dumb review and see if that like sparks anything about it. So I, I go to my review this. and I'd like to I remember this, quickly, review, so this is very funny already. <laughs> so I've quickly to read out my review. Um, almost completely forgettable. I say almost because about two minutes in while watching tonight, <laughs> I realized I saw it in theaters. I didn't remember the rest, though. I look forward to forgetting about it again. Um, so, you know, it came true. <laughs> that literally, like, now completely forgettable movie. Um, kind of like, I, I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, so that would be uh, my other one. But I don't know. I, I do think that, like, I think that Shazam, I, I think that Flash, I, I think that, that Ant-Man, I think that those are all potential uh, worst, I, I I I would give it to Strays just a little bit more. <laughs> I think Strays, I think Strays is, seems worthy of that. I'd vote nothing sh- else than like bringing down Lord and Miller, who give us so much joy. Yeah, there's a lot about like the DC universe for this year where you're just like, well, it's already like kind of up in flames. Why are you even yeah. doing this? <laughs> Like it's not, it's dumb to even, yeah, they, they, they're rebooting it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Not that we thought Strays was ever going to be good. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I gave the, the pedigree of Lord and Miller and ah. the Barbie star guy a little bit of credit. I was like, this could be something that they just can't show you what's funny about it because yeah. you wouldn't get it within the context, kind of like a Barb and star. And then I watch it, and I'm like, it's straightforward. And it's got Will Forte. I love Will Forte. Why is it so dumb? Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, all right. So, Pete, any any qualms with going with Strays? No, no. As I said, I would personally vote for Shazam, but I have no problem with Strays getting it. No. All right. And that brings us 
to our number one movies of the year. And I think that the only person who hasn't gone first in a round so far has been Peter. So in, and you. And what, oh, wait. Oh, no, yeah. I made you go. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. You made me go first once. So uh, in, and in very untake fashion, I'm actually going to call on Peter to start this oh. out. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, my number one is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, same thing with Oppenheimer. This movie feels like a cool 45 minutes long that I just like, I can't help but just stare at the movie making of it. Yeah. Um, every complaint I've heard about this movie, I think is a little silly. Uh, I mean, of, of the actual movie, not talking about like who should tell stories thing. That's not what I mean. Right. Uh, right. But like for people, well, it's kind of repetitive. You kind of just was like, well, that's, that's the point you need to keep showing. Like this wasn't, this movie shouldn't have been told as a mystery for how obvious it should have been to everyone because everyone is in it, in on it. Every single person, every single white person is a horrible, craven thief in this movie. Amen. And in real, and in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it is just, it, it is just, I love the way it's taught. It's told like this. And I love the way it ends knowing that, of that like, her story is what she chooses it to be and what her family and her family chose it to be her family who and their lives and what they've made. We can't, we can't pick her story to be a murder mystery and a crime story. So I love all of that. I think uh, the performances are amazing. It's, you know, Lily Gladstone, obviously I love her, the quietness of this role she kills and like that's the only thing when people talk about like is she is she not lead or supporting is she should be the front runner i think like her silence speaks like for all of it and it, that's kind of the point that um robert de niro's character tells leonardo dicaprio in the opening scene like they may not talk a lot but they know what's going on yeah um so yeah uh an absolute absolute triumph uh don't want to lose Marty, but if this is his last, then good on you, bud. Has he talked about that? Um, no, I think he's trying to get a couple things together, but you know, it's, he, he always takes a long time and yeah, especially yeah, getting stuff like actually started with the amount of money that he's going to demand and the amount of freedom. Yeah. So who knows, especially on who knows if we're going to have another year, like the last couple when streamers give this much money to people. Yeah. Like his yeah. last two movies cost, I think combined like $400 million to make. Yeah. Because no studio is going to give him the money to make a movie. Yeah. But um, really, really moved me a great deal. Um, Absolutely love it. And I would love to hear. I know Russ's. I. So I'm going to skip Russ. Because I know it. Um, And I think, uh, you know what? I love saving takes for last because you just never know. Um, <laughs> what's your number one? Oh, uh, mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so my favorite film of the year. Uh, it's one that you've heard from before, um, and I absolutely adored it. It's Past Lives. Um, mm. Every year, I feel like comes about a movie that just like you know hits in a sp- oh god, and uh, my food's here at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, 
God, that just really, you know. In another life, maybe you get the food. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good. All right, there we go. So. <laughs> oh, no, in this life. You know, yeah. that was just like like I was interrupted here. Um, life happens. And this is one of the, it reminded me a lot of once. Um, mm. In the way that it just kind of deals realistically with how life comes in and, and you know, you you spend so much time just thinking about what could have been and living with like either not necessarily even regrets, just, just wonderment. And um, I think that this just is a really good idea, good job of just like making you think about all the twists and turns in life. And, and, you know, again, those sliding doors moments Um, and it just really frames it kind of in, the perfect and like you know in the time of also uh, a time in our lives that we can all uh relate to in you know in terms of the 2010s and all that uh yeah it's just fantastic and it's a crime that this wasn't nominated for more yeah yeah definitely all right and i will turn this over to russ again uh <laughs> my number one is anatomy of a fall uh i could not believe how much i gave a shit about this movie uh i this was i saw the trailer like several times like in the theater and i was like eh, it's not really doing anything for me and i would hear people like like bub like buzzing around like ooh, looks good looks good i'm like what the fuck are you talking about that show's boring <laughs> and as soon as i put this on i you like 10 minutes later, I probably had a string board up where I'm like telling the story myself. I am not a true crime person. I don't care about, like, I'm not a crime stories person. And for this to hit me the way it did, I was really, really shocked. Sandra Hewler, I've never heard of in my life until this year. And between this and the zone of interest, I am stunned at her her range of, of either playing either aloof or just these interesting women um that i i just would like to see a lot more of her uh moving forward but anatomy of a fall was a movie that i it's one of those few where someone's like hey is there something i should have seen this year that i didn't for me that's anatomy of a fall like i get why someone wouldn't want to see it but it uh, to me was unbelievable filmmaking at its highest uh that steel drum pimp cover uh by 50 Fuck it slaps. That was so good. It's, it, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Agreed. That was like the uh, absolute perfect song to play on a steel drum to drive you fucking crazy. And and I love that there's also a, a group of people that just like thirst after the lawyer and that. Oh but yeah. It, in real <laughs> Yeah, the only uh, time I've seen Sandra Huller before, there's a movie in 2016 called Tony Erdman that she's phenomenal oh, in. Oh yeah. Um that's like a two hour and 40 minute, like weird comedy about a father and her daughter and his daughter um, kind of trying to reconnect um, that she's really fantastic. And that I would highly suggest if you really like her, go track it down. I will do that because I think she's phenomenal. And this movie was great. I have no suggestions. It is it is just delightful in every way you want in a movie <laughs> yeah delightful yeah delightful yeah definitely 
All right. Yes, Delightfully intriguing. Ah. That's better. There we go. Give it to us, Tiggs. All right. Uh When you think about what you want from a movie. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm looking at his list. I'm looking at... Okay, go ahead. You think about the journeys you go on. Maybe the journeys are there. Maybe you don't even see the journeys at first, but the journeys are there, and it's it's kind of about how the story gets told. You think about the family that you have, and you think about maybe maybe it's it's blood family. Maybe it's not a blood family. Maybe it's maybe it's the relationship that you have with whoever you your parental figure might be, and how they feel about you, and how they want to take care of you. And sometimes you also have to think about the love that you feel for another, whether that be a person or whether that be a chair. And I was like, this is, this preamble is giving me nothing. <laughs> I, like I just said, I put up a string board to try to figure out what, what movie he's talking about. I love this. And Suzumi is the movie of the year. Um, it, by the director, creator of Your Name, um, came... The year right now, there are two animes on this list, but I, there is nothing that has stayed with me more than Suzumi. That I was that I'd seen great reviews for and went to the theater with high expectations. And usually when you go to a theater with high expectations, you can you, you know something's going to go. It's not just it's just never going to live up to it when you have like the highest expectations going in there. And I was on the edge of my seat, literally on the edge of my seat, crouched forward, watching this movie unfold and like watching and wondering what was going to happen next and how, and how these, and how everything was going to happen next. And like the, the, I guess, mature version of like a Kiki's delivery service that this is about like, well, what if Kiki was like stopping the apocalypse from happening was like the, all that I needed to just Everything it was everything that I wanted from a movie to be in in the rat infested theater that is the Orpheum <laughs> on the <laughs> on the east side, um, which I did see rats while I went and saw uh, Boy in the Heron. That was that was fun. Um, maybe Boy in the Heron would have been higher if I didn't see those rats. Maybe it would have been lower. Who knows? Um, but but I I was. There, there. I, I, I cried throughout Suzumi. I, I was so joyous throughout Suzumi. I, I think that it falters a little bit, but I also think that it was, it was like everything that I could possibly want from the director of Your Name. Uh, it was just less than Your Name, which is near perfect as as far as like a movie goes for me. Yeah, it's it. So it only had the expectations of that I like the ending of Your Name, and even Weathering with You better than I like the ending of this. I could see that. Um, but yeah, the, the performance that they get out of a three-legged chair, oh my God, emotional, but also like the action of it is yeah. incredible. I didn't think I would care. Yeah. And then and by the end of it, I was like, no, I care about this chair. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, uh, anyways, all right. So questions for other people's lists or stuff or like questions about what people left off or anything uh, so- you want to say? Killers of the Flower Moon was on my top 10 until Peter reminded me that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out this year, and then it fell off the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be honest, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have been on my list if I remembered it, because I did enjoy the shit out of it. 
Uh, Kills of Flower Moon, I did really like a lot. I think I just need to see it again. Um, yeah. I saw, I, I saw it twice, and it was that second go-around in the theater that, like, really solidified it, that I was like, I'm locked in for every second of this movie. Interesting. I, I, I enjoyed it a little bit less the second time and third time that I ended up seeing it, but it was it was still, like, an amazing... Everything about that movie is just, like, the amazing... Also, what you didn't, like, mention before... But like that ending, that last scene in Killers of the Flower Moon is amazing. When when yeah. when Scorsese shoots like that, that's, oh, that's yeah. oh yeah. Um, Barbie also narrowly cut. Um, I I, I think it's it's fantastic. It's it, but yeah, it, it was a, a year of great movies that were. It was very hard to choose. <laughs> yeah, like I I feel like I feel weird not having Oppenheimer on my list. Yeah, it, I really 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 loved it. I feel. Yeah. I feel like responsible in a way, not having the zone of interest on my list. But like, I, I swear my, once I made my top 20, I was like, this is going to be fucking hard because you, I literally, my other top 10 list made of my 11 through 20 is a damn good list. Yes. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, Barbie fell off my list in the last week just because, I I I was just shocked over the last few weeks of which when a lot of people like getting up in arms about it that I haven't cared to stand up to defend it. I haven't yeah, I think up to like to rally win. with yeah, the things yeah, that yeah. it should have gotten nominations or defend it when the blowback from the people complaining about what nominations right. have gotten. Yeah, that I've just been like I don't care and for some reason through all this I keep just thinking of two different segments and I keep thinking when people complain about it, I just in my head see all the Will Ferrell scenes, or or when sure. people complain about it, I see the I, um uh the what should I call it the fucking Chevy commercial in the middle of that movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it fell off for me. Um, like the rest of you, there's a, like it's it's as Russ just said, it is a year in which there are movies on my list from like eleven through thirty that with the right re rewatch could completely. like big ones like holdovers i love so much i bumped against the dominic sessa performance when i saw it a little bit but i think if i watched it again that movie has the potential to completely invade this same thing the more i've watched it the more i've liked his performance yeah same thing with like anatomy of a fall all of us strangers how do you live is one of those that if it clicks with me better the second time around Mm. because i i I can see yeah, I have Suzume over that. I have Suzume over yeah. that on the list. Um, so, uh, you hurt my feelings. I would love to watch again because I just forgot yeah. that movie. Yeah. I'm further away from it. Uh, Priscilla, when I watched that for yep. a second time, it might slingshot because I think that great performance. Yeah. Um, for me, of, like, yeah, a, I, I think Iron Claw is another one where it's like I really uh, liked it, yes. but I don't ever need to see that again. And it's, yeah. and it's something of it's about stuff I like, and it's yeah. that off putting. So yeah, it, it it's in the top twenty, but yeah, it, for it, sure. It, I felt like I have to kind of figure in rewatchability in some respect, and that movie has like almost none. The biggest yeah. question mark on my list is it's sitting at number thirty because we never talked about it really. But I, there's a long conversation that I want to have about American fiction before I watch it again. Hmm. That I really enjoyed, but I I kept like getting slightly confused about how, like, certain parts of that, like, how much of it was also supposed to be a bit silly. Um, oh. Specifically, the 
I kept bumping up and being like, wait, is the fact that his family life the most plain, milk toast, like uh, almost cliche story? And when I say and when I say cliche, I mean nineteen different cliches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, the the dad. Uh, the dad's infidelity the sister dies young the brother's gay he has like sure, his yeah. own anger and then like all the things that keep getting wrapped up it was like is it a bit how much like his his life should be something that is a movie or is like greenlit or his life is something that should have been greenlit as a book mm. then like is that a is that a bit hmm. and, I, and i kept i kept like questioning it so i like bumped up again how much i enjoyed that movie Another That's another fair. great final scene of a movie, um, just like oh, uh, yeah. we're talking to Ad, uh, uh, Adam Brody and just being like, "That's the perfect ending," and just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, now, Russ, I'm surprised you didn't have Saltburn on your list. Uh, it's it's like uh, it's probably ultimately twelve because it got bumped for Iron Claw and then Iron Claw got bumped by the fact that I forgot about uh, Mutant Mayhem. And I was like, there's no, way, there's no way I can have a list that doesn't have this movie on it. If we're thinking about 10 years from now when I look back on my list. But yeah, Saltburn, yeah, it was 100% for me and apparently everyone on TikTok. Um, but yeah. it was, it just, the movie is actually not that good. I just like it. <laughs> And I feel like I don't know that that fits against the rest of these movies. I can't say it's better than some of these other ones and like sleep at night. Yeah, I, I without a rewatch of Asteroid City, uh, I'm sure it would it probably would have like bumped up on the list if I had watched it again, because I, I really did enjoy it the first time. Um, uh, I, I want to say that, like, as, as far as like the bigger action movies go that I don't think I really had. I didn't have any on my list of clicks. I guess I got Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, Mission Impossible was like half really, really good and half like, why am I still watching this right now? Like, where can we get, can somebody throw a pie? Um, and I've tried to rewatch it and I, and I just, I, I can't make it through. I haven't been able to make it through like the first like 30 minutes of it. Um, and again, in the theater, in 4DX, man, that's great stuff. Um and obviously, the Pope's Exorcist. Like, if you haven't seen it, you should it really is. see it. Yeah. If you're looking for an action movie, um, Jawan. Uh, I still need to see that. It's a uh, it's a Indian movie in Hindi. It's uh, mm-hmm. like almost three hours. It's with uh, Shah Rukh Khan. Um, you know, the one of the biggest movie stars in the world, uh, especially there. It's uh, really, really wild. I highly suggest that it's on Netflix right now. Um. Something else that's on no one's list. Uh, to, oh, I guess two movies. Uh, I would suggest checking out Passages. A what? Which one is that? Passages is uh, Ben Wishaw's in it. It's about uh, a uh, I can't remember if they're married, but like a a a gay couple who live together might be might, they might be married. I can't remember. Um, but he ends up having an affair with a woman, one of the one of the men in the relationship, and it's just about he's like a gigantic narcissist, and it's just mm-hmm. unraveling everything. Okay, 
I, I don't know why I thought it was. I'm thinking of passengers, maybe. I don't know. Pratt uh, <laughs> on a spaceship. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that 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 one. Yeah, that was alright. <laughs> and then in this little movie, it's called Scrapper. It's on Paramount Plus right now. It's with a uh, Harris Dickinson who was in um, Triangle of Sadness last year. Okay. Uh, it's a nice little like cute kid movie. Hmm. And Iron Claw. Yeah. Um. Spider, uh, Spider-Man for me is like, it's a movie when I'm watching it, I am utterly in love with it. And then afterwards, I just think about the last 20 minutes that don't really work for me. And then I'm annoyed yeah. that it's not a full movie. But like for the first 80% of that movie is yeah. perfection. I feel the same way. Uh, the the ending, just like I, I get, I, I get actively annoyed, like knowing that how it's about to end, even though I'm enjoying the entire thing and just like how yeah. amazing it is. Yeah, um, I, I didn't mind as much the second time around, but uh, okay, I, I haven't I, seen the second time yet. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, I, w- I wish was a little bit sillier that I'd want to watch it more because I really liked it, but it's it's not it's really like that too. I'm not I'm not like I I want to I want to have more fun. Yeah, it's such a good like an hour into that movie, I'm just like God, this is so good. But like I want the first like every five minutes to me to be like giggling about something, you know? Yeah. I'd love to see this actually be a franchise. I mean, yes. I just don't foresee that, but I would love how they bring in different characters and how, like, some people don't cut. Like, this is the easiest franchise to to build out, considering you can just get a whole bunch of new people every fucking time. Every time. To. Yep. And um, that is fun. Yeah. Anything else anybody wants to call out? Hmm. That's... Uh, I bottom. That's high on my list. Oh yeah, bottom. I, I like. Oh, I didn't see that. It, it's a bizarre. Like I was not ready for how crazy that movie was. Oh yeah. Like, I didn't realize that it was like in a bizarre, like <laughs> heightened universe. Heightened. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um, I think it's one that I just need to see again without like the shock value of like. Like, I could see that being a cult favorite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dick's the Musical only suffers that I saw it the same week as Theater Camp. Yes. That's, uh, I think that, that's streaming now, right? I mean, like, for it, free it summer. Is. It, it, yeah. Dick's the Musical just came up on uh, Max. Got it. Okay. Uh, Dick's was such a fun experience in a theater of people who want to see that movie. Yeah. I <laughs> just don't – I've put it on a few times since – it just doesn't really work by yourself. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really funny, but you shouldn't watch it alone because it just doesn't really play as well as with like a huge audience of people or just, you know, a few people. Yeah. I still want to see, I still haven't seen Zone of Interest. I still haven't seen All of Us Strangers. Um, the, that Those are the, those are two of the three, like that and Perfect Days are the three movies that I really want to see before um the oscars and i'm hoping that they start i don't know when those are coming to streaming yeah i are. think perfect days is my number one i'm bummed i didn't get to yeah i mean it's just not playing anywhere although i think it opened this week like sort of wider it was supposed to be february uh all of a stranger love every moment of that movie and left a little unsure about how i super feel about the ending mm-hmm. but everything up to that okay everything everything up to like 
him at the diner with his parents, I'm in absolutely in love with. That's fair. All right. Anything else we want to call out or joke or Pete, you want to give us a rundown of our top one, two, three, four, five, six movies of the year. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of stopped because there were some runaways. Uh, so I'll just go do top three. I don't think the runaways came out this year. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there was some stuff that like it's a weird year because uh, three of two of the number ones. That is their only spot on the list. One of the number ones only appears one other place. Yeah. Um, so that's so that brings because Alex's number one appeared on all the lists. Our number one film of the year is Past Lives. Woo! Yes. Oh, all right. By the Holdovers, which comes in number two that I don't even have on my list. Woo! Um, and then Poor Things right behind it because that missed out on Tiggs's. Yep. Okay. I, I, it's really yeah. hard to win without without all four. Yeah, because yeah. then Anatomy of a Fall only appears on two lists and it's number four. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you can see, down. like, the, the pointage for Past Lives is well above everything else. <laughs> Because yeah. it's the only one that's on all four. And it its earliest showing is like in the four spot. So yeah. that is a that is as clear of a consensus as you're gonna get from us. Yeah, exactly. Till y'all see Suzumi. <laughs> my yes, you, you know, the chair. Sixteen. <laughs> just uh, just drop that six. <laughs> <laughs> my team uh, anatomy of a fall. fall is something that i really want to watch again Same. um oh, yeah. I, I was definitely dialed into it at the time i, I came out of it really liking it but it, like once it was done i didn't like i was i kept thinking like i can't wait to see it again yeah so right, i'll have like more feelings have you seen it twice yeah no oh um, yeah okay so how, does, how does the tension work the second time around that you don't really you do is it still there do you enjoy yes. the weirdness of it with without having that that stuff like yeah i i i think the movie because i'm i am still trying to solve the case like oh, yeah. truly solve it and i think the movie still works a second time around if, if it if it gripped you like that big fan watch it multiple times peeps Sounds anything, good. Anything think, else? Is that are we good? I think we're done. Alex has his food, so um, I think that is it. So next time we'll be doing a regular scheduled uh-huh. podcast. Yeah, I really don't want to do that. Everything <laughs> looks so bad. Yeah, as I said, last year was too good. It's ruined. It's ruined my motivation to get out to a theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a movie called The Beekeeper, and it's in theaters right now. And we are pre-stand The Beekeeper. And I, like that, five years ago, we would have stupidly seen it in theaters (laughs) together. And right now, I'm like, it's on demand already. And I'm still like, "Eh." I I liked it, too. I thought it was good. Like, it's not, I mean, it's exactly what you think. Like, you're not going to expect anything special. But, like, that's fun. No, thanks. It's got to be better than Argyle. And like Matthew Vaughn, make a real movie. I dare you.
Uh, yeah, what else is coming out? Is there anything else that's actually on the horizon? Or is, it, or is it basically just like up until the Oscars, we've got nothing and then hopefully some stuff comes out? I honestly have no fucking clue because... Lisa Frankenstein, don't super care. Yeah. Madam Webb, Barb Marley. Oh my God. God. I gotta see Madam Webb just to know. Yeah, I kind of want to know as well. I couldn't give a f- I, that might I might miss that completely. It, I just don't want to waste I don't want to waste my time. Uh, I am I do want to see Driveway Dolls, the new. Um, oh, it's a new Cohen, right? Yeah, it's a Cohen. Yeah. It's just uh, one of them. Marga Qualey and Geraldine uh, Viswanathan, who I like a lot. Uh, that's that's end of February. March is Dune Part Two. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So yeah, but it, it's but it's like it's pretty light. Yeah, there's a lot of like re-releases because uh, you know the the uh, what call it the, the all the straight, Pixar's like, that got uh, so you put it out Luca and Turning Red in theaters. Oh, interesting. Okay. The uh, Julio Borges movie Problem Lisa is end of March. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, this is uh, uh, it's a good. Interesting, interesting yeah. year, interesting beginning of the year. Um, I vowed I am I I tried the last one. I am not seeing Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. Putting my foot down, not doing it. Nope, I gotta know. I have to know. I'll be there. <laughs> I hated the last one, and I feel like everyone thought I was crazy for hating it. But no, I I think you're the last sane man in the world. It movie <laughs> fucking garbage. It's just not Ghostbusters. It's some other thing. Fucking terrible. But honestly, what is Ghostbusters at this point? That's true. Uh, That is a conversation for another time. That's a good point, Russ. Yeah, let's end this thing right now. Well well said. Uh, You can find uh, Russ on all the social medias as Russ Incredible. Uh, You can find Peter as Peter Petey on Letterboxd, I think. Um, You can find me on Letterboxd Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Somebody please friend me on Strava and give my runs kudos. Uh, Alex is doing stuff? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All Um, right, well... That is, I think, going to do it for 2023. Put it in the books, close that book, throw that book in the fire, never to be opened again, except when you want to go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a 17th time. Um, but yeah, next time we'll be talking about some uh, some movies. And until then, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here for the last hour and 40 minutes or so on the movie. Movie podcast. Bye.